Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And right about now, you're stressing about something in your life and you're thinking that if only I could get rid of this stress, everything would be better. Well, maybe not. Maybe you need that stress. And that's what we're going to talk about today. My guest, Allison Graham, is a keynote speaker author and consultant who works with highly accomplished men and women who love their work but want more mental and emotional space away from the constant stress of the daily grind. Her last book, Take Back Your Weekend, Stress Less, Do More, Be Happier, is giving hope to professionals across the globe that they can have it all. And Allison, I'd like a little piece of that too. Welcome to the show. Well, it's awesome to be here with you. And uh, don't we all, right? Just this uh, living in that beautiful state of flow. That's my hope for people. Absolutely. And as we were getting ready for the show and we were talking about this, you said something that really resonated with me. And that's really where I want to go with this conversation. And that is this idea that Maybe we shouldn't get rid of all of our stress. There's all this research about stress is bad for your health and it's bad for your mental. And you're telling me no? Absolutely not. Well, it can be, but there are different kinds of stress. And in my model, I actually focus on three different types of stress. So the first one that we're talking about, like if if people will come to me and they'll say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so exhausted. I feel like I'm suffocating in my life. You've got to help me fix my stress. And I'm like, no, because you'd be absolutely bored out of your mind. Like if you got rid of it, and especially for your audience, they're business owners, they've got a a hope, a dream, like they're, they're working towards something that is empowering stress. And we want to harness the power of that so that we are not getting caught up in the negative destructive stress, because on the other side, it can go to the opposite extreme. And that is destructive stress. And that for me is really when you start feeling like you can't breathe, you can't think, you get home. And instead of being all excited to be with your family and the ones who you choose to spend your time with, you're reeling about your day and and just getting into that state of overwhelm and resentment. That's destructive stress. So I work with professionals to help bring that down and harness the empowering stress. But there's something in the middle that is so important and we're not talking about this and that is survival stress in most circles if you're like one layer into your stress uh, stress journey like how do i manage my stress better uh you probably know that there's eustress euphoria awesome good stress and then distress the negative kind i believe that's the destructive stress that self-created but I, I worked with that model for years and then these things happened in my life and you probably went through it too, COVID, <laughs> my business blew up, uh, you know, family members had some troubles and some health challenges and I was like, I'm so good at managing my stress. Why can I not deal with this? Why am I feeling all the sensations? And it's because it's natural. See, true stress is there to, is designed to tell us that we're in danger. And we need to be totally focused and inspired on like, we got to feel the feels, right? And if we try to deny that or judge ourselves for feeling it, then we actually, it can backfire. But what I think is so important is we can use empowering stress 
in order to do the work, be sure we're on top of our responsibilities and stop creating so much destructive stress so we don't make survival stress harder than it needs to be. Okay. So I can see how there are different types of stress. How do I recognize when I'm tapping into empowering stress or when I am drifting into this destructive mode? Okay. So the empowering stress, you will feel flow. You will feel energized. You will feel like, I got this. You know, that feeling of like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I'm going to be okay. And you may be chasing a deadline that is reasonable and yet challenging. It, it kind of feels like you're firing on all cylinders. That's good stress. Have you felt that? Yeah. And you know what's funny? And my team always laughed at me because in a way I would create these situations that would actually turn on that stress. I would have something that needed three hours to complete and I would wait until three hours before it was due to do it because I needed that deadline to empower me. I didn't feel stressed when I was doing it. It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this done. Why do I do this to myself? It was like, okay, clear the decks. This is what I'm working on. And so, yeah, I definitely appreciate the power of feeling like, yes, there is a deadline, there's stress. This is important, but I can do this. So one of the ways that, and by the way, you and I are so aligned because I'll tell you, like I used to write a column. I had four columns a week for four years. Mm -hmm. Newspaper back in the day when, you know, people actually got the action, the newspaper, mm -hmm. <laughs> was, you know, before Remember social those. media was rampant. And I used to start early in the morning, you know, 6 a.m. And I'd obsess about it all day. And my deadline was until three. And then finally I figured out if I just wait till two, It'll be great. And I won't have wasted the entire day tinkering with this article. Where it backfires though, <laughs> this, is the, this is the gray area, is we can quickly turn empowering stress into destructive stress when we don't give ourselves enough time. So if I were uh, starting a column at you know 2.45 p.m. and my deadline was three o'clock, there was no way I was putting something in that was publishable on time. And so this is where we have to be very strategic about how we allow that, where are the contingencies that we're going to need, but also we can have that, uh, a version of that in shorter stints every, every workday. And then we get that sense of, like I, so many of my clients, uh, like I remember one of my clients, she five minutes into our first coaching call and she just starts crying and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And she says, but by the way, people cry around me because you know what? I want to be a safe place. And uh, I understand because there's no judgment. So many of us feel this way, right? And she said, Allison, when I'm working, I feel so guilty because I'm not with my kids. And when I'm with my family, I feel so guilty because I'm not working. And I know there's so much work to get done. And this was her, she was not using, she was trying to use empowering stress, like give me a deadline, do this. But she was never accounting for the contingencies of life to get in the way. And when we were able to redesign how she was doing her workflow, what happened is she felt so protective and so on top of everything and got rid of all the patterns that were causing the angst in her life unnecessarily that she was so accomplished during the, the work time that when she was with her family, she just was like, oh, this is beautiful. I know I've got that covered over there. 
And that's the power of really harnessing good, empowering stress and stopping the patterns of creating the destructive stress. As I'm listening to you and as we're talking about how we've actually handled that in our own lives, what occurs to me is that you have to start with understanding how you were. You have to understand, like, I know I'm not good if I have all day, but you also have to know on the other hand, but how much do you need? How much time do you need so that you, you stay in that middle range of not too much and not too little? Okay, so you've opened up a whole other can of worms. And uh, I know we've got 10 minute episodes here, but uh, I need to share this and just plant this seed. This is why I believe that solution first thinking backfires. Because here's what you just said is you have to know yourself first. So somebody may come to me and go, well, how do I, how do I get my work done on deadline, right? Or how do I organize all of this? And it's like, well, what works for me is not going to work for you, is not going to work for somebody else. And so I have a whole problem solving framework to help people figure this out so that they can be very clear on what's happening. And most importantly, figuring out how am I reacting to what's happening? And potentially, how may my reaction be making it harder than it needs to be? And when we have the answers to those, and I have a very specific way of doing that, uh, then we can find the solution that will actually work for you. And so that is so brilliant what you brought up, because we need to know ourselves first. And it's a journey. We have to be strategic. A lot of us are getting rid of decades of programming that are not helpful. Cleaning house in your house and in your head is pretty healthy every now and then. I love that. We could all do a little bit of that, couldn't we? Absolutely. Well, Allison, this is fabulous. Thank you so much for dropping by the show. Happy to be here. Thank you. If you've enjoyed my conversation with Allison and if she's left you wanting to learn a little bit more, there is going to be a link to alisongram.com in the show notes. Check it out. Check out her resources, her email newsletter. Look for her on LinkedIn. I know it's going to take a little stress out of your life. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.